0: Here at Doxedo Bloom, we're excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, hello and welcome to week two of our habit series. Now, I wanna say this is that if you missed out on the first week, please go check that out before you continue to watch this video. It'll be great for you to catch up um, to where we are today. But we're in week two and it's really great having you with us and we're gonna dive into God's word now and we're gonna be looking at what it looks like when we have habits that honor God. Now, I wanna ask you this question. If you think about the last time you woke up on a weekday, on a work workday, um, what did you do? It probably looked quite similar, didn't it? Probably similar to the day before as well. Maybe you woke up and then you grabbed your phone, went on Instagram, you know, maybe went to the bathroom, had a bit of breakfast, packed lunch for the day, um, read your Bible, took a good shower. If you didn't shower, you probably don't have a job, that's why you didn't shower, Um. And then you probably went and drove to work, drove to work, got there, got there a bit late maybe because you were on Instagram early and then you started working and you had a tough day at work. Then you get back to, back to your house, you drive back. I mean, a lot of us, when we drive back home, you don't even remember driving back home. You just get there and you're like, whoa, I'm back home. I can't even believe it. And now you get back home and dinner needs to be made and you have to bath the kids that's always fun then you have to clean up after that and then the next thing you would probably do something like you know binge watch netflix or maybe spend some time on social media play a phone on your game a game on your phone or something like that but then you'll probably end up going and checking emails if you're very, you know, good to your, to your job, um, if you're doing that. And then there would be that moment where you get into bed next to your spouse, and, you know, and you make a move and get rejected again. No, I'm joking. But a day could look something, something like that. Now, I want to say this is that when we look at life, we have to understand that a lot of our life, is actually habits. A lot of the things we do in our lives is actually habits. Now, actually, the road is done. I wanna say this, is that much of what you normally do isn't a result of conscious choices, but actually a result of daily habits. See, a lot of the things we do in life is actually out of habit and not of making a conscious choice. There was a study being done by university and they actually said this, that 40% of the actions we do daily or the decisions we make daily is a result of habits. Isn't that great? That every day, 40% of what we do is actually out of habit. The decisions we make is out of habit. Whether I go on Instagram on my phone when I wake up or read my Bible or actually, you know, drive this route home and not that route home, it's out of habit. And here's the funny thing is that most of us have similar goals. We all want the same goals. You know, we don't want goals like, this. I don't want to be able to achieve nothing. We all want to achieve similar goals. More of us want to be healthy. We want to be energetic um, and be more active. We want to be, you know, closer to God. We want to have a deep relationship with God. We want to impress you know, our boss. We want to be really good at our work. We want to be a better dad, a better mom, a better brother, sister, better spouse. We want to be those things. All our goals are very similar, but here's the difference, is that the result is very different. The result varies. Some people get it right, some people don't. You see, it's not that it's, it's, it's more or that we need to try harder. It's actually that we need to see that there is a, a process to make that happen in our decisions. Now, the, so what we usually do is we wrongly conclude this thing, and this is quite interesting, is that... All the little decisions in our lives don't actually add up too much. It doesn't really matter in the long run. But that is a lie. It definitely does. All the small decisions you make actually add up in the end. I mean, the moment that you think to yourself, well, you know what, just this piece of cake. I mean, it's been holiday. I know it's January and I'm being healthy, but just this piece of cake will be fine. But here's the problem. If I have a, more, a little piece of cake here and a little bit of that there, then the healthy eating plan that I've been trying to do won't work out. Maybe it's the same thing, well, I'm just, I'm very tired this morning. I'm going to sleep in and skip on my Bible study. And maybe it happens again and happens again. And what happens over a long time, the small decisions we make actually adds up to quite a lot. Our life is the sum total of all the small decisions we make. Now, when we think about this year, I mean, you were probably there, beginning of this year, um, actually thinking about what am I going to do? You know, thinking, what are the goals I want to achieve? New Year's resolutions. Maybe you've kept them till now. If you have, well done. If you haven't, you can still continue, okay? It's not like it falls away once you've messed up one time, all right? You can still go on that diet. You can still stop smoking. You can still continue. You can start reading your Bible even right now. But we all start like that. And it's this, is that our goals, we put out goals to determine our success. And we should know this, and we learned this from last year, is that or last week, um, week one, is that it's not about the doing, it's about the who. It's not about the do, it's about the who, it's about who I want to become. And this is the thing with goals. Goals um, don't determine success. Goals will always leave us wanting more. But this is the thing, systems determine success. James Clear, um, he wrote this book, a really great book called Atomic Habits. And in his book, we're actually using a few of these things in the series. But in his book, he said this, do not ri- we do not rise to the level of your goals, but you fall to the level of your systems. You don't rise to the level of your goals, but you rather fall to the level of your systems. Isn't that interesting I mean a lot for us we we would want to have goals you know we want to be successful but actually we don't rise to our goals as much some of us do but a lot of us don't and we rather fall to our systems because why successful people do constantly what other people do occasionally Um, if I if I want to be a great athlete I don't have to go to the gym occasionally I have to go Constantly. If I want to be a man of God, you know, grounded in the Word, I don't read the Bible now and again, I read it every single day. And that is what happens when we start looking at systems we put in place. I mean, one beautiful habit or one beautiful system we read in the Bible, which is a great and powerful example, is the one of Daniel. You know, when you think of Daniel, we all think of, you know, the, the, the guy in the lion's den. You know, the guy that had this amazing faith. The guy that stood up for his faith, didn't, didn't care what, about what, what the king said. He continued to live in his faith. He was an impressive man the best of the best literally they tried to find fault with this man and they couldn't find it in in Daniel 6 we're going to read from verse 4 uh, verse 3 till about verse 10 and it says this now Daniel was distinguished as distinguished himself among the administrators and the sand traps by his example uh, by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom He was so exceptional that the king said, I want to put you in a place over the kingdom. I want to give you authority. I actually see how good you are. I mean, that's amazing. This guy was spiritually was excellent. I mean, he was so dedicated. He had discipline. He was a leader. He had massive leadership skills. And he was promoted, obviously. But it had to start something. What's the story behind David being so successful? What is it that we don't see? Now, before we answer that question, we need to ask what happened, you know. I don't know about you, but maybe sometimes when you try and get successful, when you're starting to, you know, work out and you're seeing results or, and that you start feeling good, and that's great. But then there's something like jealousy that comes around, you know. People would start accusing you or start looking at things to kind of pull you back down to their level. Um, this happened with Daniel, and we see that in Daniel 6 From verse 4. And um, it explains here how they were trying to find fault with him. And it says this. They could not find no corruption in him. Because he was a trustworthy man. And he had neither corruption or he was not negligent. And here's the thing about Daniel. He he was, there was no issue with him. They couldn't find any fault in him. Why? It was a person that was grounding himself in God. We're going to get to that. But it, it seems to us... This question, why did they find, why, did they, why couldn't they find fault in him? You see, what they try to do is they try to find some fault and they saw, well, his relationship with God is actually really great. So let's try and tackle that thing. So the, the, the king of that time actually enforced a law that if anyone else would worship a other God or other king than him, they would be locked up and thrown into a lion's den. And when this happened, what did Daniel do? Verse 10, it says he went home up to his, to his upstairs room where he opened the windows towards Jerusalem and he did this. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. What does this show us about Daniel? Why was he successful in the things he did? It's because he built a habit into his life to say, God, I will spend time with you three times a day. Come rain or shine, come persecution or not, I will spend time with you. And we know he did it day after day because at the end of that scripture, it says, just as he had done before. Daniel did this before and he'll do it again. Three times a day. He was faithful. He, he as this moment of him praying and interacting with God, his identity grew. His confidence grew his his faith grew and the moment he got put into a lion's den that was the moment that faith came through that was the moment that he knew where he was standing with God that is the moment where the little habits built up for a moment of greatness friends we need to understand that we can never underestimate that God is doing something small with a little or God is doing something big with a little habit that we have started God is busy doing something massive with that small habit that you are trying to do um, in your life right now. You see, we want to be successful over time, but it starts with a small habit being put into our lives. And here's the thing. We don't get it all right all of the time. Don't hear me wrong. We can't get everything all right all of the time. There are going to be days that we're not going to have it right, but let's try and get it most right most of the time. Let's do our best to be able to do that. Now, Here's the thing for the year, is, is we all have New Year's resolutions. We all have those things. And I think the one big one for me, after being, you know, look, prepping for the series and looking at a bunch of different things, the one big one for me is actually this, is to wake up early. Why? Because I hate waking up early. I absolutely hate it. I am one of those guys that can lie in bed for the whole day. And I know that if I can teach myself to wake up early, it is actually making myself more disciplined. And what I'm doing is saying, if I wake up early, it tells me that I'm a disciplined person. And therefore, I will live my day more disciplined. I make up my bed better. You know, I get to read my Bible better. I start to put things in my life better that are just better because of one discipline. Um, James Clear actually speaks about this thing um, called like, it's it's a compound habit, something that you do first and then you, it continues in that. So it would be for me, if I wake up early, that gives me more time in the morning to actually spend time with my wife, have a coffee with her, pray with her, and then to go and sit and have Bible study and actually spend time with God and then to make breakfast and pack lunch and have a nice shower and get dressed and not be rushed walking into my day. and that actually sets my day up for a massive massive success now as a pastor you know I need to be spiritually strong and all of us need to be spiritually strong especially in this time right now and it doesn't just happen it happens over time. I think the things that I've been seeing in, in my relationship with God and, and in the new setup of me being married and me and my wife, um, I've been seeing this thing is that me and Donnell, we will never debate whether we go to church or not. We go to church. We are church people. Um, in our house, there will never be a debate of, do you think we should go to church this Sunday? Those words will never happen in our house because we go to church on Sunday. That is who we are. And I'm going to encourage you that in your life, put down that thing to say, Sunday, we create a time for church maybe right now we can't actually join a church but create fellowship around your house create a moment to say guys the, the, we're going to watch the, the video today we're going to watch the online church and actually be engaged in what has, what's happening and another thing that we do is we read our bible daily I create time every morning to spend time with God and this is absolutely crucial because this little bible reading is not going to change my life today but 10 years from now it will change my life forever Another thing that we do is that me and Danal actually once a day we pray together. We pray together. Whether it's over a plate of food and we pray for a few extra things we make sure that once a day we pray together. You see when we think about it this way it's, it's one year. If every single year we can change one small habit imagine what 10 years you can do. In 20 years you can do. In 30 years what your life will look like. It would look amazing. You see How did Daniel set himself apart? How did he have faith to stare down a lion? He seeked God in prayer every day, three times a day. Come rain or shine. Friends, a habit, small habit would change your life forever. So let's get a little bit practical. You know, last week we we spoke about the who before the do. But now let's speak a bit about the who. Or the do, <laughs> not the who, but do do the who before you do the do. Um, but let's speak about the do. How do we start doing that? You know, if you, if you based on what you want to become one day, what is the one habit that you need to start? And the reason I'm saying this is the one habit. Don't think about five, think about one. One thing you need to start. It doesn't have to be big. It has to be small. Actually, it's much better if it's a small habit because it'll start putting things in place. Maybe for you, it's not to hit the snooze button. Again, you know, maybe trying to hit the snooze button seven times in a row because it's a godly number. Please stop doing that. Maybe that's a thing that you need to stop doing. Maybe it is, you know, Bible before Instagram in the mornings for a change and not the other way around. Therefore, if you don't have time, you won't have time for Instagram and not Bible. Maybe the other thing would be just waking up 15 minutes earlier every day. Waking up earlier so you have that extra 15 minutes not to rush to work but actually take your time. So you want to become, if you want to become a person that is actually organized, maybe the first thing you do in the morning is make your bed. Or if you want to be a godly example to your teenager, start doing a reading plan with them. If you want to be a person that's more focused, start your day with the three big things that you need to do for that day. Put it on a list and be more focused. Maybe you want to be healthier. Start eliminating coke. I mean, just get rid of it. That's one small thing you can take a step or just at least get bread out of your house for a moment or for a season. That would make a massive step towards being healthier. So how do I create a new habit? Now, that's a really difficult one. If you're like me, it's extremely difficult. You think to yourself, well, I'm going to start doing this and and then the tacky hits the toe and then you kind of fail. But the problem is, remember I spoke about goals? We're thinking about goals here. We should actually be thinking about systems. How do I put a system in my life that actually helps me to create a system that allows me to do a habit right? Well, first thing is this, is that uh, we have to be intentional about it. And Maybe you're thinking to yourself and you're standing there or you're sitting down and you're thinking, Brent, I don't have a system. That's not who I am. Okay, I'm free and living life. Now, I'm with you. I'm also free and living life. I'm loving life. But here's the thing. Whether you have a system or not, you will always have a system. No one does not have any system. Everyone has a system, whether it's by intent or by default. You will always have a system. Why do I say this? Well, maybe your system looks like this. You wake up late. You start yelling at the kids. You're busy doing your makeup in the car, and then as you're busy with your makeup in the car, you're late for work. So you're speeding. You speed. You ride past. Ride the speed cop. The speed cop starts following too. It's a high speed chase. You go a few kilometres. There's four police cars that pull you down. You get you locked up. You put in jail, and you have to explain why you are in jail. Okay, maybe your day doesn't look like that. That's a bit intense. But maybe. Just maybe your day has a actual system and you don't know it and you're not controlling it. But we're going to speak about how do I control a system? How do I have a habit loop? Now, the thing is, a habit loop is super important to understand. There's three things when it comes to a habit. Number one, a habit always has a trigger. There is a trigger in a habit. The trigger would be you walk past that piece of cake. There is a trigger. You walk past that pancake or something that someone left out or that, you know that 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 nice pack of chips you know that's in the cupboard? You walk past, there's a trigger, it creates something in you. And then there is an action, actually grabbing that pack of chips and opening it up and, and and enjoying it, having it. And then there would be a reward. A reward after a feeling oh, I had good chips. But as we know about chips, like a few minutes later. You actually feel quite bad. But here's the thing, a habit actually happens like that. So what we need to do is if we want to start a good habit, we start a good uh, trigger and a good action. And it starts like this. Number one is make it obvious. If you want to have a good habit, make it obvious. Make it easy. Make it super obvious. Why? When you go into the grocery store with the things that you see that are good to buy, it's usually obvious and easy to get. It's not the best stuff, but it's obvious and easy. If you want to do that, if you want to see change, make make sure that you see the change around you, the things you want to change, because make it extremely obvious. I mean, a great example is if, you're, if you want to be a person that needs to take vitamins, don't put the vitamins in the cupboard. Put them on the table with a glass of water the night before because the next morning you'll see it. The trigger goes off, the action happens, and there is a reward. Same thing with you are a person likes to read the Bible or you want to start reading your Bible before you go to bed. Don't put your Bible in the, you know, in the book rack. Actually, take it out and put it on your, on your bed, on your pillow. Because when you go to bed, you'll see the Bible and you're like, trigger, action, let me read my Bible, reward. And that is how we put good habits in place. And number two is this, make it easy. Reading your Bible every day is difficult, but make it easy. Have a Bible app on your phone that if there's a verse of the day, you just read the verse of the day every day. That is an amazing habit to start with. Maybe you and your spouse don't pray as much. Create a habit. Start praying with them. If you don't know how, hold their hands, <laughs> all right, and thank God for one thing for today, just one thing. And that's it. That's how we start this habit. And the third thing that's really important, and one thing you can try is you start journaling. Maybe you're a person like Brent, I not journal. That sounds like too much. Write one sentence every day, just one and see how that habit grows. Maybe it's push-ups. You need to start doing push-ups. Start with 10. If 10's too difficult, do one. If one's too difficult, get on your knees and do another one. If that's too difficult, just lie on the floor and stand up. That's done. All right, just do something. Get started. You see, people don't lack motivation. They just lack systems. We need a bit of a system in our lives to continue. Daniel had the system. He actually used the sentence. He said, I will do this after I do this. You see, you would say things like, after I eat breakfast, after I eat my eggs for breakfast, I will pray. After I eat my ham sandwich, jokes, it wasn't probably a ham sandwich. um, It was probably like a beef sandwich. um, But I'll have my beef sandwich and then I will pray. You know, or I will just, have my supper, my spaghetti meatballs, and then I will pray. He had a trigger and a system in his life. And I think for us, it could be like that. I I make coffee in the mornings and then I read my Bible. Or I put the kids to bed and I start planking for 30 seconds. You know, I brush my teeth and then I actually go and start journaling one sentence into my journal. I actually journal one sentence and then I actually grab my spouse's hand and I pray for one thing. Make sure that there's something that triggers another thing. Now, in ending off, I want to say this all these chats and all this discussion we're having about starting a habit, it starts small. In Zechariah 4, verse 10, it says this Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. God is so happy when you start working into a place in your life that you want to honor Him with, whether it's your health, whether it's your family, whether it's your work, whether it is Anything, any space in your life that you want to honour God, He is happy when the work begins. He's excited for it. Um, and that's the thing. We always think that the goal is somewhere in the future. Somewhere I will get the reward when I get that raise or my wife is, is happy or my kids are successful or, or when I actually get that girl or get that guy, when we actually get to a place where we see the reward. But here's the truth. If we think the reward's in the future, we will always feel these three things. We'll be dissatisfied discontent and wanting something more but there's something we need to understand friends is that it's not about the goals in the future it's about understanding the now I'm not successful when I reach the goal in the future I am successful when I start honoring God today I'm successful in that every single step of the day I honor God I honor God when I wake up I don't snooze I wake up I spend time with him I pray, I'm a good husband to my wife. I'm a good wife to my husband. I'm a good father. I'm a businessman that is, that is honorable in everything I do. It is what happens when we stop honoring God. Why do we do this? This is not a self-help preach. This is not a self-help book. Why do we do this? We do this for one reason. is not to become better, but to become like Christ, to become like Him. Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. With everything around you, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Why do we become better? Why do we want to be healthy? Why do we want to see these things happen? Because we want to be like Christ. We want to be people that honor Him for who He is and for what He's done. You see, we grow holistically as people to honor God and to honor Him. I'm going to take a moment just to pray for you in any in little habit that you want to start or everything you want to begin for this year that you've tried and you've struggled. I want to pray for this one thing is that you would strive towards that thing with this one thing, whether it's easy, whether it's hard, wherever you are, with the love of God that he has for you. You see, my life was transformed and things changed in my life, not because I'm a good person or because I try to be better, but because God's grace was enough. God's grace was good and more, more than enough that I could handle. And because of that, I will, as Brent and you, wherever you are, start following God and giving yourself to Him every single day because He is good and He is gracious and He is the one you can hold on to. God, as we go into this year and just the uncertainty about what this year holds, may we may we trust you with this year, number one, Father. And number two, the, the things we want to start putting in our, in our lives, the things we want to start putting in place, Father God, that is going to help us grow, may you put them in the right place. May you give us strength for that. And Father, will you guide us so that we would be God-fearing, God-honoring, loving people kind of Christians, Father God, people that love you and want to give our lives to you, the habits that we want to start we pray for strength and power because when we are weak you are strong and may you be the strength as we continue to grow and be discipled as christians amen that was awesome we get we can't wait to see you guys next week thanks for listening to this week's message make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our sunday services